0: Some of my coaching students now, like I'm like, dude, you're there. Like you're stuttering. I did the same thing and I did that shit for like a year. But like, if you can just go through that, no, like just keep making the calls. You could be the dumbest person on the planet (laughs) and fucking get a deal.
1: Welcome back to Cashflow where we talk about turning properties into profits. I'm here with rockstar rock star, wholesaler, and flipper, Ashley Chapman.
0: What's up, team?
1: Chapman, how you doing?
0: I'm fucking great.
1: <laughs> um, first of all, one of my favorite people. Yeah, one of my favorite people right here. Really? Just because you're authentic, and for those of people who don't know, I like, over 200 flips and wholesales in your belt, not your first rodeo, and you crush it. Yeah. And I know everybody in my sphere in the San Diego industry is like, I know Chapman. <laughs> and if you know Chapman, you've heard, you know, LFG, let's fucking go.
0: Let's fucking go. That's, that's,
1: Get it tatted so it's real. That's, her, that's <laughs> the motto. And that's why I love it. So I appreciate you coming in. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to give a lot of value to those people listening and watching today about, you know, what it's like to crush in that wholesale flip market. And so let me just kick it off with you've been doing this what seven years How almost have been seven years yeah and how'd you get rolling
0: i just moved down here side unseen after selling cars in seattle like straight up i was at work i was like fuck this i am only gonna make like 20 grand a month forever if i stay here and work seven days a week found a rental in san diego never been here decided that was a good play, so i signed a lease literally the next day quit my job and took the summer off and moved and here i am and uh, I started cold calling
1: so cold calling how did you get how did you get into the actual flipping wholesale spot like where did it start
0: so it started by me being an inside sales agent for a brokerage Um, actually one of my biggest mentors Hans Strassina up in the bay area I was cold calling for him with the office he was with that office was a small boutique broker And we were calling pre foreclosures. So right out of the gate, when I got licensed, I had like six short sale listings. And I like everybody told me that I met at the time was like, and I didn't know anybody in San Diego, but they were like, yo, why are you doing that? There are no deals. And I was like, well, I don't know. I got licensed and had six listings like in a month, Um, you know. So from there, from just calling pre-foreclosures, which is a wild animal in itself, it just evolved into like this distressed realm where I kind of just got stuck in it. So I don't want to say I got lucky because I really did pursue a lot of different buckets of distressed leads, but the pre-foreclosures just sent me.
1: So when we talk about finding that or prospecting, what are you using to help get you those deals pre foreclosure like are you just calling out the phone book how's that work (laughs) dude i fucking wish
0: um no i literally pull lists on a platform i've used it since day one i haven't i don't know systems that well i use the same systems property radar it's 99 dollars a month literally so cheap you can pull any type of list on there but it was big back in you know 2008 to 2015 for foreclosures for agents and investors and from there it's like all right. Well, how do I get code violations? How do I upload this data into Mojo? How do I get the phone numbers? And I kind of just went down these paths, and it like ended up working out. Like to be honest, if you make the calls, you're gonna get the deals. Whether the system is Property Radar or PropStream or whatever it is you use, as long as you're using it effectively, you're gonna you're gonna get
1: somewhere. And, and talk talk about that before we get into prospecting. Talk about how mentorship, like from Hans um, and other people in your life, have shaped your desire to to let's fucking go, to go after it like this?
0: Well, like, I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said for Hans specifically. I mean... I literally have been talking to him. He came to me for coaching recently. And I was like, hey, man, I could never take your money. But this guy, I mean, he's a—he's uh, an Olympian, okay. Olympic athlete. Him and his wife got into real estate after the Olympics. So they were, you know, 30 when they started. So I'm coming into this. Tw- I'm 21 years old, and I walk into an office all about calling pre-foreclosures. And Hans is like the most disciplined, and I'm like the most party animal person. <laughs> so this guy literally is... Somebody that just you don't mess around with. When you talk to Hans, you just, you have that level of respect. So it made me work harder. I was like, well, f- I have something to live up to now. <laughs> like,
1: and, that, and that does, you know, that discipline, especially when we we're talking about the phone. How many people are afraid of the phone? How many people, oh, I'll call like three or four. Okay, I'm done. I, everybody. Everybody.
0: Everybody. I mean, I, literally there is so much marketing around cold calling saying that it doesn't work. That for people like me please keep doing it yeah fucking cold calling doesn't work you're right fuck that dude if you could get over that fear and like some of my coaching students now like i'm like dude you're there like you're stuttering i did the same thing and i did that shit for like a year but like if you can just go through that no like just keep making the calls you could be the dumbest person on the planet (laughs) and fucking
1: get a deal you, If you get at batch, you're right. It is a numbers game. It is. Okay. If you get your data, if you make X amount of calls a day, you're going to get in front of Y amount of people. That's going to get you Z amount of appointments and closings. And yep. that's what it's all about. 100%. And nobody wants to do that. They want to dance and shake on TikTok. No, no they want to, they and and want to go to TikTok. these.
0: They want to go to all these events. They want to do all these shiny object syndrome things that don't actually bring you the real business. Like, yeah, you can go get deals from agents. Fuck that. I want the deal without the agent because I'm cutting out all the commissions the negotiations direct to seller i get a better deal not against agents at all but like right. i don't want to be drunk at an event ever again <laughs> like i just <laughs> don't
1: fair, fair, fair enough on drunk at an event um all right let's let's talk let's talk a deal all right let's talk uh, a, a recent deal and kind of talk me through like a was it a flip or was it a wholesale and let's start there where where was it and how well, we I
0: guess right now I'm under contract on two deals in Denver. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple coaching students out there blowing it out of the water. And I mean, just like, they're like, I'll pay you whatever amount of money to coach us. I'm like, cool. So I go out there. We go on these appointments and sure enough, slay two contracts. They seem to be indecent. Places in Arizona, not Arizona, um, Denver, Uh, you know, that market from what I can tell is pretty stable. I talked to quite a few people and one of them's a wholesale deal, I'm buying it, closing January 5th for 425,000, it's worth about 560 as is. It's all remodeled, seller's old, doesn't want to put it on the market because he doesn't have anybody to leave the property to. He's just like, I don't
1: care. Um, And this is all through like, and I think I've heard you say this before, this is all through using your same method, Get your data, get on the phone, get your at-bats, get your deal.
0: Yes. Your title rep is your leverage.
1: So Denver, San Diego, Arizona, copy, copy, paste, go.
0: Yeah. Literally just rinse and repeat. And it's very scalable. I think the problem with scaling, though, is the boots on the ground, the quality of the boots on the ground, because if you can't close, if you're not a closer, man, I ain't putting you in front of these fucking deals that i can close right you know so um you know it takes a lot of time and effort so i think maybe in the future scaling will be part of that
1: so uh we're using your program the lfg program let's fucking go get you know get your data get on the phone get in front of your your prospect find a find a good deal now how are you structuring these whether it be a distressed property or a wholesale type deal how are you structuring when you get in there
0: uh, well for, you know, primarily what I'm doing now is like a lot of wholetailing. So ultimately I just, I have access to a lot of people's funds. Um, one of my longest time investors, you know, I've been working with him for about six years. He just has all cash. Um, I leverage when I need to, depending on the, the deal returns. Um, and then from there, it's like, I don't put any of my own money in. Right. So, and even for hard money, like I'm pulling money for the down payment, everybody knows somebody that has a hundred grand sitting in their hundred grand sitting in their bank account. You just don't know it yet till you ask them. Right. So, you know, you know, for these deals, it's very much so just an easy structure. It's like, dude, quick close. You know, like the one deal in Denver at 420, it's a condo. Comps are great. Average days on market is two days. Like, that thing's going to fucking fly. Um, so I don't need to do anything to it. So it's like, dude, I called up a couple people, and I was like, yep, I need 425 grand, And they're like, done. Sending the wire. I,
1: I love that. Yeah. When you are putting together that contract, uh, again, when we talked about, like, copy and paste the other areas, are you using specific type of contracts? Do you use the same kind of, like playbook in terms of like earnest money contingency how tell me a little bit about that
0: yeah so i always go three percent on the earnest money um it's a big negotiation point for sellers especially if if you are working with agents like and an agent is good they're gonna you know Mm -hmm. push that in the contract for you um but I use all the realtor forms, like right. California Association of Realtors right. contracts. Uh, you have to if you're licensed. Um, the investment purchase contracts I'm not a fan of, even if you're not licensed, find an agent who can write it up for you and right. pay them a finder's fee or something. Find an like agent. Just do it because it, it that, that's what they're there for. Right. And with wholesaling, as long as you're not telling the seller one thing and doing another, right. and you're just being transparent, Put, you fucking put anything in that contract. Right. Like, you could tell them that you're going to pay $25,000 of debt on your credit card through escrow. And as long as you, it's in writing, it's fucking real, yeah. right? If it's not in writing, it's not real. That's what the, the regular contracts per state are there for. So for the Denver deals, yeah, I'm using the
1: Denver contracts. Do you think that's one of the biggest issues that you find is that people are shady as fuck? They just 100%. won't disclose.
0: Yeah, they don't disclose shit. Well, and a lot of things just uh, wholesaling became really big during COVID. Like I was doing wholesaling way before that. So, you know, San Diego market specifically was like inundated with all these people who lost their jobs due to COVID and had no idea what to do. And that's fine. But there's a lot of people out there that just aren't doing the right thing. And they might not have a license. So they think they don't need to, but... You do, because this is like, you know, this isn't a game. You're dealing with people's lives. This is a big transaction for people still at the end of the day. If you don't have a heart in it, just don't fucking do it.
1: Do you ever have, when looking at these deals and evaluating them, do you ever have that, that pass go or like, I won't do this kind of deal? Or like, tell me about like what your criteria is for saying, yeah, I want this one. Or is it just, oh, I'll sell it to you.
0: So... I think that the criteria for me specifically, as far as a buy box, is I'll buy anything as long as the numbers work. And it also depends on where I'm pulling money from. You know, how cheap is the money? Who's partnering with you on the deal? Uh, You know, for me, some of my investors, like, I have really good splits with them. So I have zero money out of pocket, no monthly stuff like that. Whereas, A lot of people are pulling, leveraging institutional hard money lenders who are raking in the interest payments every month. So if the deal makes sense and I know that my capital will work for it, okay, great. Well, I know I can flip it. That means I know somebody else that has the same capital can flip it so I can wholesale it, right? So um, ultimately... You just have to find those people. And there aren't a lot of them. Right. They aren't not a lot of people are running around with cash. So I'm very fortunate in that right. aspect. But a hundred percent if the if the numbers make sense all day long.
1: So it doesn't matter, and I know we talked a lot about before, like you love distress. It doesn't matter if it's distressed, it doesn't matter if you can add units. For you, if the numbers make sense. Yeah. If the amount of money out of pocket leveraged yep. makes sense with what you're gonna get at the end, you're like, if you'll sell it, I'll take it.
0: Hundred percent. Every it. time. Yeah. Or I'll just buy it and put it on the market as <laughs> is. <laughs> I'll
1: just put it right back. Yep. What is a big takeaway lesson when things go sideways? Well, first of all, why do things go sideways? Mm-hmm. And Um, I mean, I'm a big believer. Failure is great. I mean, that helps me learn. I don't like to fail, but at least I learn from it. We all fail. If you have it, you're not trying. Yep. Um, What does it look like when something goes sideways and what do you learn from things when they do go sideways?
0: Yeah, I think a big lesson for me this last year was uh, construction. You know, um, I don't play in the construction very well because I have a temper i will like (laughs) just roll in guns blazing and that's a fact everybody knows that like dude ashley doesn't walk in here until this is done because otherwise it's gonna be a mess and so ultimately it's like man you like unless you're gonna babysit a contractor that's why i like wholesaling so much it's like dude i'm blowing these flippers out of the water on like i'm taking six months off a year like and you're working 365 days a year because your crews and your people that are your right hand and your left hand, they're babysitting contractors. My biggest lesson, my biggest failure in this business was last year through a terrible contractor. And I mean, we're talking like couple mil fuck-ups, like shit that you just, I mean, I've straight up, like, I don't ever want to live that again. But in that time period, What I wasn't doing was prospecting, bringing in new business. So it hurt really fucking bad, man. Like, it it was painful. At the same time, I had an investor who had a child drown on his primary residence. So shit just hit the fan. And, you know, people can speculate, but until you're in that, like... You just, you got to go through it. And it happens to everybody. Like you hear about it. Like, man, I was like guns blazing the first five years of my career. These last two years, it's been like, all right, let's reset. What kind of deals do I want to do? Well, that's wholesale and wholesale. I don't want to flip it. I'm going to give it to you because I honestly think that your time is better spent on my time fucking doing the job. I don't want to do it. I don't want to flip. I don't like construction. And even if you have a good project manager, the shit is hard. Like you got to babysit these guys. They're fucking awful. I,
1: I, and a lot of that, look, I know my own personality. Like, if you don't know your personality, you're you're not gonna set yourself up for success because you need to know how you work with people. Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if you're uh, yeah, I mean, if you have trouble managing people because you want to strangle them out because everybody's a fucking moron or lazy or, or your standards are so high that it's very difficult for you to play in that sandbox, then you're right. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the construction flip side, you got to have a project manager who can manage a project. Why you do what? What you do best, which is, bringing driving in here deals. is like fucking bringing in deals, prospects yeah. and hitting that phone. And again, this is just a good lesson for those out there. Know, know what your strengths and weaknesses are. That way you set yourself up when you structure what it is you're going to go do. So yep. right now, wholesaling, wholetailing is what you're locked in That's all at. I'm doing. And... Talk to me a little bit about um, how you're – you talked about coaching. Like, So you're showing other people how to do this. You're giving away your secrets. Like, what's up? Talk to me about that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's, like, a lot of secrets. I think it's <laughs> right. literally just fucking doing it. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so I, like – like 3 or 4 years ago I had people that were hitting me up constantly about like wanting to work with me, right? And it's like, yeah, everybody says that they want to work with you. Yeah. When they come in the office and you, they aren't fucking paying you for your time to learn the skill that you have, they're deadbeats. Yeah. I hate to say that. I don't want to be disrespectful. Yeah. It's a fact. These people are so lost in the sauce right. it's better for them to stay in a job so here a couple months ago somebody that's been asking me to coach her for like three years well i was like fine i just wasn't there yet right. i was like you know i still like and i still have a lot to. Learn. we all are learning of course of course and i was like yeah but this is what my times were she's like name your price i said yeah it's gonna be steep because if you if i don't have that financial commitment from you you're not going to commit. You're not
1: going to take it seriously. Because
0: your return on investment needs to be there. And I can produce that. And I can teach you the skills to do that. But you still have to do the work. And thus far, I mean, I think I have like, Nearly 30 students now. Like, it just blew up. Like, I posted on social media a couple times, and like, everybody knows me for calling. Like, they know that. So it was like crazy.
1: I just want to throw this out there. If you haven't seen Chapman's social media where she's popping Core's lights and getting (laughs) dialing for dollars, they're on the phone. It's like, hey, come over five o'clock. We're popping Core's and we're going for it. It's awesome because people that I didn't even know connected with you are in there dialing. I'm like, that person's actually pretty good too. Dang.
0: Yeah. So no, good. And the cool thing about calling is like when you're doing like, cause when I was calling, I was by myself, right. dude, that's fucking hard. I know how hard and how terrible you feel after calling. Like I've been told everything. Ten under the sun. In a row. I've uh, been yeah. stalked. I have been fucking harassed by people that I've cold called. I've been threatened. Like it's. You're gonna get that. So when you have when you bring a group of people together, and I mean it could be the and the best groups are the most diverse groups of 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 types of people, you know, your monotone people, your fucking like crazy people like me. We all learn something. Like every time I cold call, even with my students now, like I'm learning so much more and I'm getting better because I'm like, Well fuck, man. Like if you actually did it this way, because now that I'm hearing them consistently, I'm like, Yeah. This is, this is only going to get better. Right. And you're only going to get better. But, yeah, if you want to call, get a fucking badass group of people together from all walks of life and just have fun. Yeah. And maybe have a couple, a couple of drinks. That's what <laughs> I used to do. Yeah, I used to do, like, little beers and calls thing. But, you know, I'm kind of out of the prospecting seat now. Sure. But that's the growth. Like, so for my students, I'm like, dude, if I can make you better than I was, in the first year because the first year i struggled you know um you're
1: getting that back i didn't
0: get i didn't get it took me a year to understand shit, and then i was like holy i have something here like what am i doing i need to actually be hitting the phones 10 hours a day right so once that light bulb goes off for people and if i can create it sooner um by collaboration Dude, it's like they'll be on their own and they, yeah, they're still going to have a lot to learn. But at the end of the day, they have the one skill that everybody is marketing saying that it doesn't work. Yeah. I see cold calling doesn't work every fucking day online.
1: Door knocking, cold calling. These are skills and things that uh, people in our industry have been doing for, you know, 100 years. Yeah. And um, the fact that uh, people are saying, oh, you don't have to do it anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy to
0: me. No, I love it. I love it. And I love doing it with people. Like, I think that's the kicker. Like, if you, you don't need to have a team. I don't have a team. I mean, I'm building a team in Denver right now. And I think I'm trying to scale soon. But, because I know that if I hit up some markets, like, I'm looking at like a hundred million dollar paycheck someday. I want that. Right. Um, Because I'm driven. But at the end of the day, like, you don't have to have a team and like do this agent thing and like whatever and like put all this pressure on people just to work together. You can actually just work together. Like, you know.
1: You could actually get together and pick up the phone and make your calls, get your appointments, do your consults. And we talked about this, at-bats are important because then you'll you'll be okay if you miss a couple, but you'll get better from it.
0: Yep, 100%. Um,
1: Talk to me about that last part, Uh, I think, You'd hit it with me before. When we're talking about a deal, if you want to walk away from it, is it ever the right time to say yes? Is it ever the right time to say no to a deal, like when you get them on the phone?
0: Yeah, there is. Um, I think that now in my career, I'm very picky about even the sellers that I do deals with uh, because there aren't, you know, I'm direct to seller. So there are certain situations that, just aren't worth it right. but back when i was 21 22 i did, could give a fuck yeah, like i just yeah. was going after everything but i think that that's just a learning curve for people because um, i don't want to ever be in like dangerous situations yeah. again like and you know just stuff like that you just you know there comes a time where you're like all right safety is important <laughs> <laughs> and uh um, <laughs> you know i'm not 22 anymore
1: <laughs> well and and Parlay that into what are you telling the young real estate entrepreneur now? Just like the people you're coaching, what are you telling them one or two keys for success if they wanna stick in our industry?
0: Do not do anything but sit on the phones all day. I tell them to live, breathe, eat, sleep, and drink this shit. And I mean, if you can get good on the phones, and it doesn't take long, it just takes repetition, if you can get good at it, even if you're not good, You're going to get such a better deal than the investor next to you who's getting deals through agents. Not that it's a bad thing. I'm just personally not good at it. So if you want to build a true business, you do the calls, fuck the Zillow profile. Don't (laughs) talk to me about, I don't even, mine isn't even up to date. I literally have thought about just deleting all of it. I'm like, (laughs) fuck this shit. Fuck that. Don't worry about anything but learning how to talk to people that is a skill and and i've gotten so i get so much better at it every time but let the shiny objects go fuck the headshots the zillow profile the license just call just call right. and talk to people
1: other than you know you talked about hans as a mentor what kind of formal training if any did you even need to pick up the phone are you reading books I... on it or are you, did you, Did you ever go to, like, a Sandler sales course? I mean, what have you done?
0: Hans and I went to the 10X Growth Conference in Vegas um, with Grant Cardone. That was pretty cool. But the thing about it is, like, it it didn't serve me in my career. It was a lot of marketing. And that's something he's really good at. But it was also something that was – it wasn't tangible. Like, I couldn't take that information. It was – It was a lot of motivation, but I couldn't take that information and then implement it. So Hans really, I mean, for the first year, we worked together for about a year. He really just, like, we role-played a little bit here and there, and then, honestly, I was kind of just like, not on my own, but a little bit. Like, I just, I didn't really know the pre-foreclosure process at all. Right. And it took me a fucking year. So I don't, like, my coaching students, they're not calling pre-foreclosures because I'm like, dude, that hump to get over. Right. The amount of information you need to know, ugh, just go for the lowest hanging fruit. And everybody seems to think that's pre-foreclosures. So, you know, Han's really just, he was kind of just like a a support Got but it. he was the best kind because he was so disciplined
1: god i love it and are other than the disciplined background picking up the phone are you telling your team that they need to know anything when they get on the phone other than like that's your house at 123 cherry street and uh, i think i can buy it for x
0: yep my name is ashley chapman do you remember me yeah you want to take them off defense yeah. then start talking to them about their house once that starts that's happening big. That's big. Yeah, it's huge, dude. Like, people don't know sales skills. They literally don't even know how. Agents don't know how to negotiate. (laughs) I'm talking like simple negotiation and contracts. This is very simple. Like, don't talk to them about what they need to do. Plant a seed about what you need to do.
1: I think this is great advice. Uh, Parting thoughts. Are you working on anything, any goals, passion projects here right now? Other than your coaching, what else are are you doing that you're like, hey, man, I'm really focused on this and let's fucking go.
0: I'm focused on dropping into other markets right now. I want to build some teams a little bit all over. Uh, You know, I've played around in the Phoenix market. That is my, my best market. I love Phoenix. It's a great market. Denver, it's like, fuck, dude, the sky's the limit. Like, I could take and duplicate what I've done in San Diego anywhere. And if I can find good enough people, the next five years, it's like I could be in five hot markets shit could just be rolling. I want to get out of this, you know? I don't want to do real estate forever. Oddly enough, I want to fucking
1: do shit. I don't believe you at all. (laughs) I want deals forever. Um, Ashley, thanks for hanging out. It's so good to get your perspective Um, someone who's raw but has been in it doing it every day someone I respect tremendously because you're very forward and you're getting after it people talk the talk and they don't walk the walk so nobody does thanks for being here with us everybody thanks for tuning in Cashflow where we're talking about turning properties into profits stay tuned we'll see you again